the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Well, today on the program, for some of you, we introduce you to a new friend. And for others, a bit of a walk down memory lane. Relationship with our guest today not only goes back years. In fact, it goes back decades in ministry that stands upon the shoulders of generations that have impacted the greater San Francisco Bay Area for Christ. Longtime listeners to this station may be um, reminiscent of the ministry of Bishop E.E. Cleveland, who uh, pastors Ephesians. Church of God in Christ. Let's see if I remember the address, Pastor. 1709 Alcatraz Avenue in the city of Berkeley. And then, of course, from there, his daughter, Ernestine Cleveland Reams, with the Center of Hope Community Church, ministering on MacArthur Boulevard in Oakland for many, many years. And now the third generation impacting the Bay for Christ. We're pleased to have join us today the senior pastor of Center of Hope Community Church of Oakland, Pastor Brandon Reams. And Pastor Reams, what a delight to have you on the program today it kind of feels like old school or old home week (laughs) bless you craig i tell you i'm excited to be with you and you know i I just are reminiscing and taking me back to my grandfather i can recall being a little boy and many times if he was staying with uh, my mom or with us um, he would the person who did his taping uh the gentleman would come over bring the tape recorders they would I mean, just take his wonderful times of preaching on the air. I thank God for you. You share with me some of your memories of the Bishop E.E. E. Cleveland. Oh, gosh. You know, I, I just talk about a fire in his belly, uh, okay. e, even as he got up into years. And I, I my recollection, the recollections of Bishop Cleveland go back to the 1980s. Uh, wow. Here he, he was a man who, who was passionate about yes. his relationship with Christ, sharing that relationship with others, and and bringing hope. Uh, you know, at, at times, certainly during the tumult of when he was pastoring in, in the East Bay, we went through the Vietnam War. We were still dealing yeah. with the, the backside of, of, of separation between the races and all of those issues that pose not only social problems but spiritual problems and I think one of the phenomenal things about the pulpit ministry of of E.E. Cleveland, your grandfather, is the fact that he wasn't afraid to preach the truth and he knew that at the end of the day the solution for what is troubling mankind centers right at the heart of the gospel of Jesus Christ and he never wavered for that that stance in all of his years in the pulpit ministry and obviously he had some influence because not only did his daughter, your mom continue on in pulpit ministry for many, many years. Now, of course, she's gone home to be with the Lord. And now you're carrying on that mantle. So talk about a tremendous legacy um, uh, of just standing upon the shoulders of the saints down through the years of ministry to the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, Just a phenomenal 
phenomenal impact, and uh, we are so delighted to uh, to get a chance to spend some time with you today and and talk about not just the history of these ministries, but the next chapter yeah. and, and what God is is doing moving forward. And, and and with that thought in mind, let me ask you a question, Pastor Reams. Uh, you've never wavered. Neither did your mom nor your grandfather from staying right in the trenches, even when the neighborhood sometimes changed, violence showed up in the neighborhood, people didn't want you there in some cases, and yet you believed the importance of being that that salt and light, that proclaiming of the gospel without compromise. And we look at Oakland today, and we know that nearly a day goes by that there's not some story about violence and things of this sort going on in the city. Give us your insights in terms of some of the challenges that you face pastoring a church in Oakland and your hope looking forward in pastoring a church in Oakland. You know, uh, yes, just, you know, you've touched on it. The gentrification, um, our neighborhoods have changed. Uh, I think about Oakland yesterday and I was raised in the Oakland of yesterday and um, the beautiful Lake Merritt and being able to enjoy um our neighborhoods, our communities. And, you know, that was the real vision of my mother. Her vision was that we're not just a church, but we are a community church. The community has to be at the center of the core of ministry. And part of the problem, and, you know, yes, there are challenges. I'm finding pastors across the country are dealing with the same challenges, um, things that we are facing because our communities have changed and, um, you know, things are different now. But the blessing is, and, you know, I just want to touch upon it because when you speak of my grandfather, when you speak of my mother, um, the power of their lives and the core of them was prayer. The core of Center of Hope is prayer and ministry and continuing to pray. And I found that when you really understand the power of prayer, and I'm not just talking about, you know, how you pray over your meal. No, no. I'm saying a prayer that um, is somewhat continuously turning as we are uh, ministering to people. We should be in prayer and praying for one another. Um, I'm excited to be with you today, but I will also now be adding you and your family to my prayer list people that I'm praying for because we uh, they believed and stood on God's word as you shared but right now where we are and I'm it's just so important I know you know we have a lot of things going on a lot of activities and all of that and that's fantastic but prayer has to be that core it has to get you in a place where you're centered with God to be able to deal with all of the oncoming things that are happening around us. You know, I'm reminded of that passage where Paul exhorts the church to pray without ceasing. And some people say, well, oh my goodness, you're talking about up at four o'clock in the morning for six hours on my knees. That's an impossibility. But I think sometimes people go to an exaggeration and they fail to recognize mm-hmm. that, yes, there are times of formal community prayer, but then there can be that spirit or that attitude of prayer. And I think that's what really Paul was referring to, that we 
are not only engaging the Lord at every moment, be it when we start our day, halfway through the day, a family member comes to mind to whisper a prayer for them. As we're driving down the street and we pass somebody that's been you know, injured in an accident to pray for mm-hmm. them, to keep that mm-hmm. dialogue with God going ceasingly, uh, without ceasing yeah. rather, throughout the entire day. And I think part of it is not only in terms of of, of engaging in beseeching God to look after us and to protect us and recognizing him first and foremost as our source. But then, Mm -hmm. too, I wonder the notion of prayer also being that communion, that dialogue with God. How can we as believers go out and share the good news of Christ and talk about our relationship with him if we don't talk to him? I mean, can you imagine uh, if if you and your spouse, the co-pastors, the church with you, if you and Maria never had a conversation and somebody would say, well, tell me about your wife. And you would you would kind of shrug your shoulders. You wouldn't know what to say because you had not been in communication. Communion, you'd not been in conversation. And I wonder if the same thing is true in our relationship with God. You know, yes, it is, Craig. And I believe uh, there are times that we, we, we open up other avenues of communication. And this is where the Holy Spirit has had me for the last few months. We look at our devices and I look at how across the world, across the world, everybody has a phone in their hand across the world because they're communicating with someone. We often see people communicating with each other, and that's important. We need to do that. But the issue is, what about that communication line with God that has nothing to do with AT&T, nothing to do with any other um, uh, phone you know, communication system? That's what's important, that that line remains open, that not just your personal prayer time, But according to the word, it says, if two or three come together in my name and what he's saying is if those three and and not just that literal number, but what he's speaking of is when we come together in corporate prayer, when we come together and I can hear your needs and you can hear my and, and many of us, we have a lot of the same needs. But it's that it's that open line of communication with God, recognizing that, hey, you know, I appreciate the prayer lines that we have. Many of them were established. I appreciate the prayer groups that are forming and prayer groups that have been together. But what about that personal inner prayer? That inner, you know, you know, that prayer that as you share that non-ceasing, that where prayer is continuously not only in your heart. But when you see the need, and I believe this is where Jesus was so powerful. I believe his spirit always was in a place where even those who might not have been completely obedient to his word and doing what he wanted them to do, his heart reached out to them and they were able to receive what he was sharing because it's coming from a spirit of prayer, a place of prayer. I know we need to move on. I know you got some more questions. Well, you know what, though? I love that analogy, and I want to stay with it for just a moment because, you know, you're yes. right. Everybody these days, from the young kids to the old folks, seemingly all have a cell phone in their hand. And, and you know, we're, yes. you go you go to a restaurant, you see everybody around the table. We're not talking with each other. We might even be texting across the table, but it, we're always on that phone. But here's, I think, yes. the important thing that goes to the heart of what you're sharing. And that is this idea that sometimes when you pick up that phone, you might call a friend or an associate or a neighbor 
or a family yes. member and not get a response. It might go straight yeah. to voicemail. You might get a busy signal. You might text them and never get a message back. You might find out that mm-hmm. you don't get any signal, and so you can't mm-hmm. communicate. And yet with God, he's always available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Doesn't matter whether or not you've paid your bill. Doesn't matter what the connection right. signal strength looks like. God is always there and willing and able and ready to take our call and to be an answer to that prayer. Now, sometimes the answer is no, right? <laughs> not, not every prayer gets an affirmative answer, but every yes. prayer, I believe, does get an answer. And I think the church really comes, needs to come back full circle and recognizing yeah. that as much as we marvel about all the communications that we have, none of it, none of it matches the superiority of the communication system that God created eons ago that through the Holy Spirit we might not only walk in fellowship with him but actually be in day-to-day communication constantly should we so desire with the very creator of the heavens and universe himself now if that doesn't blow somebody's mind I don't know what does (laughs) Uh, you know, Craig, and I see you, you, you know, you, you kind of riled up the preacher in me because I'm just sure, you know, not only is what did God establish um, uh, communication, wireless communication, because he was always communicating with his people. But I think about the fact that uh, Daniel didn't have a cell phone, but in the lion's den, God had a connection with Daniel. And what I love about the connection of God is even when danger is around you, even when chaos and confusion can be his line to you directly, to your heart, is going to be there to give you the peace and to allow you to know that not only am I with you in this situation, but I've got this situation under control. So uh, be peaceful, rest in the midst of lions, in the midst of chaos and craziness and those who are causing confusion. You can still have a peace because of your direct connection to God. And what an encouragement, I believe, for everyone that maybe is dealing with trials and challenges and tribulations, eavesdropping on our conversation today that would say, well, I'm I'm listening, but I don't know that I'm hearing God's voice. And yet, and yet, not only does he speak to us directly in those quiet moments, his yes. spirit communicating directly with our spirit, but he also speaks aloud. He speaks aloud through his representatives that are here to yes. encourage and exhort and correct and preach from the pulpit. Men like yourself, women like uh, mm-hmm. your wife. Yes. And then, too, he speaks to us through his word. God is, in a sense, constantly in communication with us, even if we just walk out our front door and look at the mountainside behind our house and say, wow, look at how this shouts out the glory of God. God is sending us a message as to how much he cares for us and loves us, so much so that he sent his only son to die for us because the very creator of the universe wants to walk in fellowship with us now boy if that isn't a message that should lift and encourage hearts and change yes. and change minds and change attitudes wow you know craig what i can hear also and this is where the lord has had me for the last few weeks but i can hear you are a worshiper 
You are a, and I'm not talking about now you need the organ, you need the singers, come on, you need yeah. the, uh, you know, you need, you, 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 know, ever, you need the you cheerleader. Ever, you ever hear me sing yeah. in church, Pastor? You know that's... <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, Craig, Craig Roberts will sing immediately following that. We will evacuate the building. That's how that works. <laughs> but 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 uh, but I can feel in your spirit, Craig, you are a worshiper. And I want someone to get this today because a lot of people go to church. But are you a worshiper? Are you able to see and really enjoy and observe and take in the glory of God on a daily basis, not just on Sundays, not just during your Bible study night. And worshipers understand that, okay, there's a time to pivot and shift into prayer mode. And then there's a time that you're focusing on this, focusing on family. But being a worshiper, it can happen anytime. I can be in Costco and just as you shared and see someone and the and the Holy Spirit in me say, Pray for them. Mm -hmm. Lift them in prayer. I don't have to know them. I don't need to know their name. I don't need to know the situation. But I'm, I'm speaking now to the worshipers. There's a few out there. You're connecting with me because you understand the power of worship. And it's not from the praise team. It's not from the organ or the music. But there has to be something down on the inside that causes you to say, God, let me thank you for this day and all that. In spite of what might be going on, that's where prayer kicks in. In, in spite of the challenges, worshipers are able to press forward and say, but I can see the glory of God. I can see that God is still in the miracle working business. And, you know, what's exciting about that, too, is that this relationship with the Lord, it's not one dimensional. Some people think, well, God is on high. He hands down his commandments. He hand down his mandates. He hands down his word. And that's the extent of it. No, it's not only a, a two way relationship where there's communication going both ways. Yes. But also multidimensional in the sense, and I know this kind of goes to the heartbeat of, of not only your ministry, but the history that we spoke of earlier with both your mom, Ernestine Cleveland Reams, as well as your grandfather, um, Bishop E.E. E. Cleveland. And that is that, that multidimensional approach to ministry that focuses on not only man's fallen nature, mm -hmm. separation from God because of sin, the reconciliation provided by Jesus, but then to the means by which God shows the church of how we can be leaders in reconciliation on the horizontal. And I'm talking about everything from getting along with your family member that's a little bit on the the, 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 the prickly side to uh, relations amongst the races. All of that along the horizontal, because I believe when God says, I'm going to show you the ultimate example in restoration and reconciliation, then I want you to go and live this out. I've done it for you on the, the vertical plane between myself, God, and mankind. Now I want you to replicate this on the horizontal plane amongst peoples. But then, too, to recognize the importance, and this is what's exciting about God's word. When, when, you, when you look at Christ's ministry on earth, mm -hmm. every time we hear of, and he went and spoke to this group or met with that group or preached over here, without exception, it's preceded by, 
He brought sight to the blind. He brought healing to the lame. He even fed 5,000 out of just a handful of loaves and fishes. He always demonstrated care and concern for that physical aspect of who we are. He addressed felt needs and then he pivoted to address spiritual needs. And I know that's been a big part of the ministry of Center of Hope Community Church. A special guest and longtime friend of the ministry with us today. We're talking with Pastor Brondon Reams, Senior Pastor of Center of Hope Community Church of Oakland. A brief time out. Back to more of our dialogue in just a moment. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back. Our conversation today with a longtime friend, Pastor Brondon Reams, Senior Pastor of Center of Hope Community Church of Oakland. Pastor Reams, let's pick up the conversation where we left off a moment ago. We talked a little bit before we came on the air today about your passion for ministering to those that are struggling with mental illness. We know that your church has been involved in prison ministry for many, many, many years. Santa Rita Jail, I know, in Smith. Yes, Juvenile Hall. You have been involved in youth outreach. You have provided even things like mentoring programs and tutoring programs for underprivileged kids. Talk to us a bit about that sense of the importance of the connection that, you know, some say, well, we're so spiritually minded, we're no earthly good, and some folks are the other way around. But that notion that this is multifaceted ministry because God himself designed it to be that way. Yes. You know, the heart of my mother, and it started with her father, but the heart of my mother was uh, the community, the church's lens back into the community. Yes, we welcome you in with us on Sundays. We welcome you in with us during the week to worship. But the focus and the lens of and the heart of ministry has to be the community. So many in our community today, they're dealing with mental illness. I'm blessed. My uh, wife uh, works in this area and she provides trainings for churches, for nonprofit organizations. She provides the trainings for them. Some are online, some are in per- uh, yes, in person. And churches can reach out to us if they're interested. But she's doing these trainings because what we're finding is I can come in, Craig, and be a part of the service and enjoy all of that. But if you don't take time to reach out to me and touch, um, you know, the area where I have a need, you know, you really need to hear my backstory. You need to. Hey, hey, I'm yeah, yeah, I'm dressed up today. I'm here for service. I'm ready. But I got a backstory. And this is where the Lord is really taking center of hope. We want to help people. We want to be a blessing in. uh, We will have um, a food distribution this week because there are those who are in need twice a month. We have a wonderful food because uh, that's always been the heart of center of hope. We have to give back. We have to provide for children and families who are in need. We have to reach out and allow people to know my mother blessed so many, so countless, countless people. She blessed their lives because if she saw the need and God provided the resource, which he will and he does, you've got to be willing to give back to uh, those who are dealing with mental illness. And many times it can be a family situation. 
And the blessing is, and you know, God has called the church to the family. We are a family. And so if there's a need in the Roberts home, uh, hey, the body of Christ should be able to step up. But the bottom line is recognizing this was the work of Jesus. That was his work. Come on. When he he said, hey, he said, we can't send these people away like this. He said, hey, let's provide a banquet. Let's do a pop up right here. Let's provide this banquet and tell everybody to sit down because I know there's a blessing in the house. And that's what I want somebody to recognize. You are the blessing in the house. God will provide you to be a blessing. But as you were sharing earlier, you need to be in the house. Yeah, amen. You need and, to be and, in his presence. And, and we need to be, as you're suggesting, a mirror, a reflection of who Jesus yes. Christ is. And yes. I'm struck as you were sharing about the, the, the importance of the church being engaged and available to meet needs in a variety of circumstances and situations. And I understand that not every church is going to be able to uh, run a youth ministry. Not every church is going to be able to do a soup kitchen. But every church can do something, can play its part yeah. as parts of the body of Christ and as you were sharing Pastor Reams, it, it, that scripture came to mind bear ye one another's burdens and get this and so fulfill the law of Christ I think yes. God is suggesting to the believer, this is not something that's just, you know, well, maybe if you feel like it, you get around to it, yeah, you, you can do, no he is directly commanding his church to bear yeah. our fellow brothers and sisters burdens and therefore to fulfill the law of Christ. And I wonder if maybe one of the challenges today, as we see people that kind of particularly post pandemic kind of more engaged in spectator Christianity, it's more about (laughs) what we watch, what we observe than who we are. Uh, that, that may be part of the challenge here is that we're having a difficult time being that reflection of Jesus because we don't know him as well as we think we do. You think that's true? Absolutely. And, and you know, you have to be careful um, that, you know, you're not so focused on your personal needs. We all have personal needs. We all have things that we need Christ to do for us. But I'm learning I need to be in a place also where I'm considering others and recognizing that, hey, um, no matter what I might be going through, someone else could be in a much worse situation. And as the body of Christ, not just the church, as the kingdom of God, we all have to recognize and know that, hey, um, we can do this together, um, just as you shared. There's certain churches meeting certain needs, and I thank God for them. And 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 everybody can't do the same thing. Everybody can't produce the same thing. But as you shared, because we all live by faith, and we recognize that, hey, um, God is going to do what he said he was going to do for me. What can I do for someone else? And it, it's, you, you know, even when you see our children today, uh, Brother Craig, there's kind of a selfish, you know, um, you know, I want this. I want that. And what I'm learning is even as parents, as 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 the body of Christ, you, uh, you got to be careful where you're putting the eye. You got to be you've got to say, listen, what? Hey, 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 what's best for the family? 
How can we bless? How can we begin to really help and meet the needs of others? And, uh, I mean, we're so blessed at Center of Hope, and I'm sharing with you. God is sending um, all races. All races are coming and being a part because we're recognizing that, hey, we're better together. But the bottom line is, come on, Brother Craig, we're better. Man, I, I'm the word you're preaching here to me today is blessing me. That's what the, and that's what, you know, allows me to know, hey, you know, his word, you know, his word and the word has to be in you. But the question is, are you willing to release? it? Yeah. Are you willing to share that word? A special guest and longtime friend of the ministry with us today. We're talking with Pastor Brondon Ream, senior pastor of Center of Hope Community Church of Oakland. A brief time out, back to more of our dialogue in just a moment. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back. Our conversation today with a longtime friend, Pastor Brondon Ream, Senior Pastor of Center of Hope Community Church of Oakland. Pastor Ream, circling back to our conversation just a moment ago, let me ask you this. Do we understand the fundamental difference between doing church, which a lot of folks are good at? I mean, we, we've seen it. They get okay. dressed up on Sunday. They show okay, up. They're yeah. there. They greet you at the door on the way out. Pastor, that was a marvelous sermon. And then they go back to living like the devil for the next six days until okay, next Sunday okay. comes back yes. again. And I yes. think God is, is saying, particularly as we look all around us, and we touched on this earlier, yeah. Pastor Reams, if you look at the headline news, if you look at the trouble, the tumult, the pain that that's surrounding our communities. Yes. I think the most important message today is that God doesn't want us to do church. He wants us to be the church. That means yes. coming together, supporting one another, bearing each other's burdens, because you're right, we yeah. are far better and far more effective together than we'll ever yeah. be apart. And the other thing, too, that I think we sometimes miss out on, and I don't want it to seem as if I'm, I'm picking on some folks that kind of got comfortable during COVID. Well, we can't gather because there are certain health concerns, so we'll do it online, and that's all we're going to do. And as church is beginning to open back up again, we're continuing that online experience, maybe even doing some digital church but we're not involved in the day-to-day life of the church. Listen, God wants us to be together in community. Yes. He wants us to know what that iron sharpening iron experience is life, like yes. as we encourage one another, exhort one another, correct one another, be there yes. for one another, be the church. Because at the uh-huh. end of the day, he has given us a message. And this yes. is not for the professionals to disseminate though you do, this is for every single believer that when it comes to being disciples and making disciples, that's our job. Yes. And yes. if we don't know him, how can we tell others about him? Now, you want to get to know him, be in his word, be in communication, another term for prayer, yes. be in church on Sunday, get get that education get that encouragement, and then go out and live that life unto him. And I believe if the church will stand up and do that, Mm -hmm. as the word tells us, not even the gates of hell can prevail against the church. His body, and that's that's yes. not church small C, that's church big C, meaning the collective body of Christ. Don't care what denomination yes. you are, don't care yes. whether or not you want a, an organ or a full orchestra in church on Sunday, don't care whether baptism to you is getting sprinkled or getting dunked. It's all, right. all about, are yes. you in relationship with him? 
you're preaching. And if you are, then you need to get out there and be his disciple. That's right. You know, um, you, you know, often I share that you can't stream the anointing. Mm. You can't stream the anointing. <laughs> um, what? I, and let me share with you what I'm saying. Um, it's a difference in watching a video and watching uh, what's going on. And yes, you can, you got surround sound, you can bring the sound up and it sounds good. And you've got the big screen, 80 inch screen. You're looking at the pastor and church service going on and you're sitting there in your personal home theater, enjoying the service. That's great. But it's a difference when you're in the room. I was blessed, Craig. Um, I had an opportunity years ago. I was in Memphis and I heard B.B. Uh, King was going to be playing at his restaurant. And I was able, uh, Craig, to go and hear B.B. Uh, King. I just It was something about being in the room, hearing Come his voice, yep. hearing the music from Lucille. Come on, his, his guitar. Re- uh, uh, the band was outstanding. Now you can put on a record. You can, you can play a recording. But it's something about being in the room. And there's some, you know, just there's a when you come into the room with the body of Christ, recognizing that we're coming together, bringing our collective needs, bringing uh, uh, coming together as the body, focusing on what we need from God, getting direction for our lives, recognizing the journey that we're on and that we need him to keep. Oh, come on. Keep his loving arms wrapped around us, his protection his peace it happens in the room well, in the room listen when and, when he when he says whenever two or more are gathered uh, together there i am yes. in your midst all right i mean you know you can you can read about the anointing or you can go feel the anointing right you can be a oh, part of, yes. the, of, the, of that anointing that's exactly what you're saying yes yes you know um you know this is such a powerful day that we're living in and I'm praying even now that, that the people of God and those who are listening uh, to this wonderful time, and I thank God for you, allowing us uh, uh, t- uh, to be the church of the week. But I believe God has called us to be the church of the year. He's calling all churches, all not just Center of Hope. And yes, don't get me wrong, we could all do better. We could all do better. And the key is, though, right now where we are. As we have been sharing right now, and I, um, you know, I just did a series that ministry starts here. Ministry starts right where you are today. Whoever you encounter, whoever you come and come, that's where ministry starts. You don't wait till Sunday because that person might not make it to Sunday. That person might not make it out to the house of God. But you can minister right there on aisle number nine in Safeway and allow God to use you for his glory. Ministry starts right where you are, recognizing that, hey, I come in to be equipped. I come in to the house. I'm saying, well, pastor, is it necessary? Yes, it's important to come in, to get the equipment, to get the tools and recognize this is what I'm going to need to leave and go out and be the disciple that God has called me to be. Drop the title at the door. Everybody from the pack, drop the title at the door. Come in as a servant. Come in as a vessel saying, God, fill me up. Do what you need to do in me so that I can be effective. That's another message. Because, uh, Brother Craig, I need to be effective. I don't want to just bounce around like a pinball. 
but I need to be effective. Lives change, bodies being healed, people recognizing that what God is doing, he's doing within his people, those who have been called by his name. He says, uh, you are my sheep and the sheep of my pasture. Another you will, come on, another's voice. You will not follow when you know the voice of God. A special guest and longtime friend of the ministry with us today. We're talking with Pastor Brondon Ream, Senior Pastor of Center of Hope Community Church of Oakland. A brief time out, back to more of our dialogue in just a moment. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back. Our conversation today with a longtime friend, Pastor Brondon Ream, Senior Pastor of Center of Hope Community Church of Oakland. I'm going to have you in a moment, Pastor Reams, extend an invitation to our listeners and talk a bit more about Center of Hope Community Church. But before I do, one final question. We started this conversation a bit of a a reminiscing of the impact of the ministry of your grandfather, Bishop E.E. Cleveland. When Berkeley went through the challenging tumult in the 1960s and during the Vietnam War, it got rough. At any time, your grandfather could have said, you know what, I didn't sign up for this. Uh, The Berkeley of the 1960s is not the Berkeley of the 1940s when he first moved there. I'm out of here. When your mother established Center of Hope Community Church in the city of Oakland and all the challenges that we've seen Oakland go Golden experience down through the years. At any time, she could have said, what am I doing? We can move to Los Angeles. We can get huge crowds. Don't have to worry about all this crime and all this drama going on. It'll be a lot easier. Yes. Now with third generation, continuing to essentially grow where God planted you. Yes. Two questions. Mm-hmm. Why do you stay? And what is your biggest prayer, your biggest burden for the city of Oakland? You know, um, we stay, Craig, and that's very easy because we've been called. We've been called there. That's where God has placed us. There's an anointing on uh, not just the church. There's an anointing on that area. Because when Bishop Reams first uh, came to uh, the Center of Hope Church, because she had even spoke to us prophetically when we were on 98th Avenue, and said, we're going to our new church. We're going to our new location, a place that God is destined and designed for us. And his anointing will remain there as long as we continue to be a people of prayer. And so uh, we're there because we know God has called us there to that community and to be a blessing. My biggest prayer right now, uh, Brother Craig, because it's even touched our ministry um, with the violence uh, we've had a number of members uh, who were carjacked, uh, gone through traumatic situations that have happened. And I'm going to be honest, sometimes pastors don't want to be real, but uh, the enemy will even try to attack the people of God. And so right now, our prayer, our prayer is that not only there will be a peace, we have a banner in front of our church letting them know that we're praying for peace in our city, but we are believing God. That God's getting ready to turn Oakland around for his good. And and our prayer is that God will use not only the churches, but there's some people that maybe they don't uh, operate like me and you, Brother Craig, but they love God. They have a relationship with God. They know God. 
It's time for us to link up as one. As you were sharing earlier about Bishop Cleveland and and even my mother, uh, there was a time when things would happen and the men and women of God would come together, stand together, march together and decree and declare that God must reign in this city. That time has to come back that where we are recognizing that just as I shared earlier, we are better together. We can get it done if we will remain together. Certain things have to be put aside. I share with people all the time. You can't uh, show up in the church with a judgmental spirit. It doesn't matter what happened at your last church or what happened. uh, uh, No church is perfect. Nobody. Uh, All hospitals have issues. Come on. All businesses have issues. So uh, for some reason, people love to put the spotlight on the church. And act like, well, look at all that's wrong. No, no, no. Everybody has issues and problems and things that they're working out. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in, allowing people to flow together and come together. But when you show up, you show up with an open heart, a heart saying, God, allow me to receive what I need to receive from you so that I can be my best. Um, You know, I have a song out and, um, you know, I'll share that with you. It's called Let It Go. Let it go. Sometimes we're holding on to things that God is saying, let it go. Release it. You've got to move on. It could be a loved one, family member. you got to let it go. Bless you, Craig. I'm mindful of the pastor who said we need to take it to the altar and then take it to the streets, meaning yes. take our burdens to his altar and take our message of hope to the streets. For folks that are new to the Bay Area or perhaps Pastor Reams looking for a new church home, take a moment if yes. you would and tell us a bit about what God is doing at Center of Hope Community Church. I'll mention for listeners, you're meeting at 4111 MacArthur Boulevard in the city of Oakland. Information available at Center of Hope Community Church Ministries at COHCC, just abbreviated, COHCCMinistries.org. Tell us. Listen, you are invited. I'm letting you know we have a beautiful in-person worship, 9 a.m. every Sunday morning. In-person worship, 9 a.m. Just as what I have on today, we have no dress code. Uh, We're not putting up all type of rules and regulations. We are inviting you and your family to come in to be a part. We are inviting you to join us, other families. We have a wonderful children's ministry, those who are working with our children. But we come in to glorify and give God the glory for all that. And I'm inviting all races. It does not matter. You are invited. We don't see our church as, no, no, we are God's church. We are representing the love of Jesus Christ. You say, Pastor, well, I can't make it. Join us online. We have a beautiful online worship, 9 a.m., the same service. The same service, you can join us online. And we also have a wonderful prayer line. We have a wonderful prayer line. You say, Pastor, I can't get online. Well, listen, you can get on our prayer line. And I'm going to give this number, Craig, and if possible, you can post it later. But we have a wonderful prayer line that you can call in on also on Tuesday evenings. It's called Real Talk Tuesday, Real Talk Tuesday, and, um, and 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 yes, that same prayer line you can call in on. That number is 805-706-5775, 805-706-5775. 
888-253-5775. You can call in on that line on Sundays, 9 a.m., and you can hear the full service live right there on your device, or you can call in on that number on Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. And I would invite you sometime, Brother Craig, tune in. Real Talk Tuesday, where we deal with real issues right for, oh, come on, we come from the word of God, but we owe every now and then, Craig, you got to have a real talk. There comes a time you got to sit that child down and say, hey, these are the brass tacks. This is what it's all about. Real talk, not pulling any punches, being real. We just had a wonderful time where we dealt with mental illness. We talked about it and I bring on the specialists who can share about it and talk about it. Real Talk Tuesday, every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. I would encourage you to be a part. Join us in person or online Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. And I tell you, we have an awesome time of worship. Three generations of spiritual impact in the greater San Francisco Bay Area. Center of Hope Community Church, located at 8411 MacArthur Boulevard in the city of Oakland. Information available again online at COHCC Ministries, Sync Center of Hope Community Church Ministries, COHCCMinistries.org, or you can call yes. them at area code 510-633-5133. Our thanks to Pastor Brandon Reams for being with us today. Pastor, what a delight to kind of reminisce and also talk about what God is doing today and is continuing to do in and through the ministry of Center of Hope Community Church. Thank you again for your time. Thank you so much. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Lifeline. Thanks so much for being with us. And if there was anything you heard on today's show that you'd like to hear again or share with a friend, grab a copy of the Lifeline podcast. Simply log on to KFAX.com. That's KFAX.com for the Lifeline podcast. Our producer is Wanda Sanchez. I'm Craig Roberts. Till next time around, remember, just don't keep the faith. Get out there and share it and make it a great evening. So long. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.